What is up, everybody, and welcome to Tailgate Talks. This is week 74, and this is the Tailgate. We've got a fun episode for you guys today with plenty of amazing NFL news trickling in throughout the day. A little uh, game we're doing in the NBA shotgun and, of course, shot bets and final shots. But before we get into all of that, make sure you are following the Tailgate Follow us on Apple and Spotify. Give us five-star ratings. We greatly appreciate it. And also, if you listen to us on Apple, hit us with a review on there. Let us know what we're doing good. Shout out something you think's funny from the show. The ball is in your court, so let us know what you're thinking. Also, follow us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. It's where we have most of our content coming from. If you want to follow us personally, follow Dustin at DustinWimmer22 and myself at Calvin B. Barrett. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to catch us live stream the show, tune in on Facebook for it. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel that we're looking to get back up and running as we actually have good quality video now to use. So uh, look for some future videos there and also Email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com for any sort of inquiries, questions, mailbag, all that good stuff. Let's get into this week's tailgate. Are you ready for some football? All right. A lot of NFL talk since we had off-season stuff start. Today was first day for some free agent tag types of situations. And then all of a sudden, the quarterback market went ablaze. We first had, you know, Calvin Ridley get suspended the other day. We had Aaron Rodgers and then Russell Wilson. We have a lot to talk about today, and I'm very excited. I've been taking like a few weeks off from drinking during the week, but today was such going to be a fun show with all this NFL excitement that I had to, you know, dive into this. So we'll start with the biggest news of the day, and that's Russell Wilson getting shipped out of Seattle been traded to Denver, got traded for a handful of first-round, second-round picks, and some BS-type players. So the whole thing was Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris, so a lot of B-type players, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick. Denver gets the man, Russell Wilson, and a fourth-round pick. Brooks, what do you think about that? And yeah, this kind of just came out of nowhere today. Yes. Um, you know, John Elway lost out on the player we'll get into after this, the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. So yep. I think he felt that he had to make a move here, and this was the move. We we knew Russell Wells or I want to say West, Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Russell he, Wilson. He could probably go to the Broncos probably, next year too. He might. He's on his way out with the Lakers. Agent. So yeah, he'll have an opportunity. But, yeah, Russell Wilson, we kind of knew things weren't great with Seattle. It felt like last year might have been his last year there. We just weren't sure what day, destination he was going to end up at. And yeah. now we have our answer. And so this is exciting, I think, for the NFL. Yeah. I think it just makes that division absolutely yeah. absurd. Hold, hold that thought for just a second. Yeah, Let's talk we'll Seattle it. and Russ. Obviously, the Broncos win this trade by a mile. 100%. Those uh, picks are going to be late, late round picks anyways. 
Mm-hmm. The Broncos are now going to be good. They're already at a pretty loaded roster. This is very similar to the Peyton Manning type situation yes. roster that they had. Um, they had weapons defense. on offense. They didn't have – like Noah Fant giving him up. He's a B tight end. Yes. He, he's okay. Like they didn't have to give up any of their good running backs or wide receivers well, and offensive line, and their defense is good. I would only say is Noah Fant a B tight end because he's only played with like <laughs> shitty quarterbacks. <laughs> well, he also couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, that's true. So he hasn't proven to be anything better than that yet. Right. Um, but yeah, good for the Broncos and Russell Wilson. Great situation for both of them. Um, Seattle, though, I can't get why they – I don't know if they just thought they their roster is in such rebuild mode that they wanted to go this route with some of the trades they've made recently that are not great. But the fact that they, like, are sticking with Pete Carroll and not Russell Wilson, like, that's, that's what I'm seeing is the choice they made. And I don't like the side they picked. Um, do you have anything there to add on? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think you have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and you decided to trade him. If I'm Pete Carroll, I don't know how much longer I want to coach oh, no. that organization. Because do you want to go through a rebuild right now? No, he's um, like 70-some years old. Yeah. There's no way. So maybe the writing was on the wall with him that he's probably gone soon. So it's like, well, might as well just try to start the rebuild now and try to get some picks. But Still, even then, like you said, it's not like you're getting some crazy, beautiful haul for it. Why wouldn't you do it, it so. the other way around then and fire Pete and or trade Pete Carroll and build with Russ and DK Metcalf? Like, I, yeah, I don't understand why you would stick your foot in the ground for Pete Carroll. Yeah, I feel, I feel like really, like I'd be so excited if I'm one of those Denver position, you know, receivers who's yeah, yeah, been catching Jerry passes. Is, like we lit. Oh yeah. They finally have all become fantasy relevant for like the first time in forever. And meanwhile, DK and Tyler Lockett and oh. all those guys, it's like, man, who do we got throwing the football to us next week? Because there's not like any quarterbacks. Drew yeah. Drew Lock, <laughs> like who's been absolutely horrible. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Seahawks fans today on Twitter were kind of funny to watch them just try to grapple with the despair that is facing them. <laughs> Yeah, Seattle's got a tough road to climb, and they'll be in the free agent market for, like, Jimmy Garoppolo, Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, probably somewhere in that that range of quarterbacks. Yeah. Not great. Um, So, Russell Wilson, you know, last year was in the best division in the NFC West. Now goes to the AFC West and makes that division a monster. You have Mahomes. Russell Wilson, who are probably two of the top five quarterbacks in the league. And then you have Derek Carr and Justin Herbert, who are probably also top ten quarterbacks in the league. <laughs> who – what do you – I don't even know what question to ask you, Brooks. What do you think about this, man? I don't have an answer. I just have a tweet that I saw that's a great tweet and was, is Derek Carr the best quarterback to ever be the worst quarterback in his division? I saw and that, too, and that's a great <laughs> – That was like, that's – an amazing observation because that's probably true. I mean, this is going to be an awesome division. You're going to get two Russ versus Herberts, two Russ versus Mahomes. Um, that that's 
pretty damn great. It's gonna be it's gonna be really fun next year in this division. It's gonna be a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, top of my head, I think the Raiders lose out a lot on this trade because you know they were just above middle of the pack and made the playoffs. You know, I think right. the Chargers have more young talent and can improve. The Raiders not so much. I don't think, especially with a coaching change there. So they might slip and be the the one left out come playoff time. Maybe we'll see four teams from a division finally make the playoffs. Yeah. That'd be hey, wild. Maybe they make a move too like that. There's been long rumors that, you know, they're trying to trade Derek Carr. So who knows if Derek Carr even ends up on the Raiders. Yeah, maybe they see the writing on the wall and um, they're like, yeah, I don't think we can fight this with our roster. Mm-hmm. We need to rebuild and wait a few years and see where things go. So – other news, <laughs> part of the reason this happened was, you know, Denver Broncos were out searching for a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers was rumored to go there for a long time. And one of the reasons, arguments that they were, everybody was like, Rodgers should not go is because of how crazy that would make this division. And you'd have to fight through that. Well, he made the smart, uh, competitive move, I think, in staying with the Green Bay Packers, a new contract. Allegedly, it's four years, two hundred million. There's been some disputes about that, and not definitive, but it's worth a lot of money and a multiple-year type deal. Brooks, how do you feel about Aaron Rodgers staying with the Packers? We know our longtime listener Jillian, Bears fans are very sad about this. Yeah, um, I think it's boring. Boo. <laughs> I wanted like better content than him just returning to the Packers. And then of course they franchise tag Devonte Adams. So yeah. it, like, I don't know. It, it kind of ticked me off a little bit. He's all dramatic about <laughs> it, you know, brings all this attention on himself just to stay with the Packers. Like, what was all of this for, man? I don't really understand why he made such a big commotion. If he's just, you know, willing to go back that easy. So I think in the end, I'll be all like, yeah, it probably was the right decision. Um, but I just don't understand the whole mess that he caused just to go back to the Packers. Like, it yeah. would have been way more fun, especially talking about it, if today it came out that the relationship is over and now we really get to begin speculating on where he's going to end up. And so, I don't know. Just from a content standpoint, <laughs> boring. Boring. But – I like it for him and the Packers. I think, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is not a dumb guy. He's a really smart, smart guy and a smart football player. I think he realized, hey, I could go to Denver. Yeah, sure, it's a better-ish roster. I'd maybe make a wild card because I got to play Mahomes and Herbert and Carr. And that division and, I mean, the AFC in in general is so loaded. I could probably easily get to the NFC championship game with the Packers again. Yeah. Like with this roster and the division's not great. Justin Fields is not there for Chicago. They're going to be mediocre again. Sorry, Jillian. They are the Vikings, you know, still have Kirk cousins. They're going to (laughs) be mediocre. Good again. Like that's about as their ceiling, you know, they don't have much in that division to compete. And so, I think it's a great move for him and that franchise. Now, I think they need to go L.A. Rams type mode, and you got to go all in and mortgage the future like the Rams did and 
try to capitalize on these next two years and and win one. Definitely. You got to make it worth it. You got to make it worth whatever that actual number of that contract is. Um, And yeah, you can't let Aaron Rodgers walk out of this with just one Super Bowl. He needs to get that second one. So you've got to start throwing all your chips in here. Yeah. uh, Real soon. I'm going to hit on a couple more uh, player and stuff moves before we get to the the Ridley news. I'll save that for the end. Um, The other big signing today is Chargers signed receiver Mike Williams to a just slim $60 million contract. Once you hear about Aaron Rodgers, $200 million, like <laughs> you can't come out with a $60 million deal. But good for Jump him, change. good for the Chargers, I guess. <laughs> the Cowboys made some moves. Uh, they restructured Dak and Zach Martin's deal to create $22 million worth of space. They tagged tight end Dalton Schultz for about $10 mil. Those two moves, or as three moves, got them to about even with the salary cap. So that came out also this week, what the actual salary cap would be for this next year. If you have looked at the salary cap going up, it's usually gone up by 10 or $11 million for the last 10 years, every year. Over COVID the last two years, it's been very wonky and dipped a lot last year. So now it's back to on normal track for where it would have been. But some teams are, you know, backwards on some contracts. So the Cowboys are pretty even. They were expected and maybe still are expected to cut Amari Cooper or Demarcus Lawrence or possibly both. I think with these restructures, they don't need to do both. I'd If I had to pick one, I'd say Demarcus Lawrence over Amari Cooper should be gone because I don't see much stability from anybody else in that receiving core. And Amari Cooper and Dat is a very stable thing. Brooks, do you have any news or thoughts on any other signings, Cowboys, Chargers, or anybody else around the league? No, not really. I mean, the Amari Cooper thing is the interesting one to watch. It, kind of the reports when it came out, it looked like it was a done deal, that they're not going to get a deal done with him, and that looks like he's going to become a free agent. So that one is kind of interesting to me to kind of see what plays out with this one if they do end up signing him back. And if not, I, you know, I think locking up Gallup is good. I think Gallup can That's can point. replace that, you know, a little more responsibility for C.D. Lamb, who kind of had some drop issues last year. But, you know, those are two pretty damn good receivers to have in case you do lose Amari. So I don't think it's like the worst thing if he ends up walking. True. Yeah, I just saw some stats with Amari on the field and Amari off the field and Dak is way better of a quarterback when he's on the field. And you can kind of see that when he plays, too. So that's what worries me there is that stability. Yeah. Um, so the big news yesterday, earlier this week, out of the NFL was Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley would be suspended for the entire 2022 season for gambling on NFL games. This comes out, and he actually got into some Twitter letting people know what's up about, hey, I only bet $1,500 on a few parlay games. This is after he took his leave of absence last year and was not with the team. So, no, he didn't have like any – he was also betting with the Falcons to win games. 
He said he only bet $1,500, but this will cost him $11 million if he does have to sit out the whole season. Um, so lost that bet really bad. <laughs> Not a good bet on his part. <laughs> Make the joke there. Um, Brooks, Calvin Ridley, thoughts? I mean, you can't. You can't do what he did. You can't bet on oh. sports when you are – you can't bet on the NFL when you play in the NFL. And even if you're right. not playing or anything like that, you just can't do it. It's something you sign up. I think it's in their uh, like contracts or something like that. So you just can't do it. So it's obviously a royal fuck-up on his part in doing that. Uh, you know, that's why Pete Rose is not ever allowed to uh, go into the Hall of Fame. But, you know – on the good end for him, he wasn't betting in games that he was playing. No. Um, but on the dumb end, he signed up and used, like, his information and everything like that on FanDuel. I guess he's, like, in his time off, he was listening to a lot of podcasts, getting a lot of those FanDuel ads on all of these podcasts and thought, you know, I'm going to check this out. And signed up for it, placed a couple bets, and now doesn't get to play for a whole season. But, yeah, he just can't do what he did, man. It's like. Like you, you can't do it. I don't really think there's an excuse for it. Yeah, I agree. I like your point of, yeah, he used his own information. Yeah, dude, do, hit up one of your buddies to do it for you. Yeah, there's <laughs> ways of getting around it. Come on. <laughs> but my major takeaway is like, man, the whole – one, the other funny thing I kind of wanted to throw in was like the NFL and all these sports leagues are getting way more involved in gambling. Yes, like they are. ESPN and Sports Center has shows about it now. Same with Fox. All these places have, you know, deals with gambling places. Um, I Old DraftKings. I think know. it would be way more entertaining if you allowed players to bet, but all you could bet was money line for your team to win. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you wanted to gamble? You will give you one option that your team wins that's all you can do we we get to monitor your account that you make no other bets i mean you could just put like your game day paycheck on you more incentive to play hard like yeah right yeah it's a slippery slope <laughs> for that's sure why I hate one and done like that which, yeah which is why i understand why the nfl was so harsh on that penalty because yeah like like you said gambling and all these sites are getting more involved daily almost and you know in the next couple of years as more states make it legal it's just gonna it's gonna be everywhere and you're not gonna be able to escape it but like you know you just can't do it and so i understand the punishment and sure a lot of people are comparing it to other things but i do agree that the nfl had to make a statement on this because you know if if this becomes a you gotta you gotta enforce that penalty because you can't let these other players start thinking that they can make these little bets on these games and that changes the entire business, right? Like you can't have players who have an inside track on these games, you oh, know, changing totally, the outcomes. Totally agree with that. Yeah. And so uh, I thought it was a really good job by FanDuel and all these guys in handling it and handling it quick. So yeah. just don't just don't bet on a sport that you play in. Yeah, don't bet do on that. basketball games. Don't do it. Yeah, bet on other sports, man. Like, you just can't do it. So, you're right. Um, I think it's a little harsh. I I heard one guy on NFL Live today say it should be equivalent to what he bet. I do not agree with that. 
I I think it should be somewhere in between there. You know, I think we're they went too far with this, but I don't think it should be a fifteen hundred type dollar suspension type thing, like a one game or whatever. I think maybe it'll come down, maybe not. I guess we'll see. Yeah, he has an appeal, so we'll see what happens with that, I guess. But yeah, a lot of NFL news and updates. We will uh, maybe check back in in a week or two once some free agency stuff or some more moves start. But um, we'll keep you updated on whatever roster moves happen in the next few weeks. So, Brooks, over to you for NBA. We've got a little fun game coming up. Yes, NBA Shotgun this week. We've got a little something a little different for you guys this week. Rather than just going and diving right into the NBA news, we thought we'd do something a little fun. And so what we're going to do here is we are going to compare our NBA wins pool teams to their seasons that they are having currently to NFL teams 2021-2022 seasons. So... For this exercise, here are my NBA wins pool teams. I have the Lakers, the Suns, the Warriors, the Heat, the Celtics, and the Bulls. Dustin has the Nets, Mavs, 76ers, Hawks, Blazers, and Hornets. So we're going to alternate. I'm going to start off with the Lakers. Dustin's going to guess what team he thinks I'm comparing it to. Uh, and then I will give my team and explain why. And we'll just go back and forth on this for a little bit. Have some fun, a little bit of a different way to kind of cover some of what's going on in the NBA this season uh, by comparing it to our favorite sport to talk about football in the NFL. So that being said, let's get right into it. We're going to start off Dustin, Los Angeles Lakers. They were my first pick. Who do you think I have this team Compared to, I don't know if you're going to get this one. I think this is my best one. Oh, that, probably not then. I was going to compare them to the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers and not oh. weapons ever around LeBron James. That is a fair comparison. I'm going to go much more dramatic than that, and I'm going to go the Jacksonville Jaguars Whoa. as my Whoa. comparison. <laughs> go on. <laughs> and, maybe, and mainly for this reason. Both of them have crazy experiments. The Jaguars tried the Urban Meyer experiment, and that went horrifically wrong. The Lakers have gone the Russell Westbrook experiment, and that has gone horrifically wrong. Just two big bets that these teams cashed in on, guys, that haven't paid off at all. The Jaguars and Urban Meyer didn't even make it through one full season before they had to fire him. You know, they had the hope of, uh, Trevor Lawrence coming in. They had our guy Arley all over them, thinking that they were going to win the division. And then it was a catastrophe. And while the Lakers isn't as like bad a record wise as like the Jaguars only winning what two or three games, you know, they're still in playoff contention or whatever. But the Westbrook uh, being on the Lakers has just made this team completely. Like, like terrible. They gave up so many pieces that could have been useful. They could have had Buddy Hill. They could have had other guys. They could have had DeRozan. But they went all in on Russ, and he's just got this huge-ass contract that's going to kind of handicap them. LeBron seems miserable. And so it's just been 
a clusterfuck for them. And so that's why I went with the Jaguars kind of because of all the drama really outside of the team that's really taken their seasons and the news stories with them by storm. So that's what I went with there. That makes sense. That makes sense. I like it. Um, all right. So my first one, the yes. Brooklyn Nets. Who do you think I compare <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets to? All right. So I actually went with the Green Bay Packers for you on this <laughs> one. And, you know, a lot of it because of somebody who doesn't want to get a vaccine has a lot to do with the storylines here. But, you know, both teams that in their last years were, you know, kind of close to it. And then for whatever reason this year, you know, thing, you know, storylines kind of outside of the actual team have kind of taken hold of it. So that's what what I went with there. I was really, really close to making that exact oh, man. pick. They were my second pick. I went with the Baltimore Ravens. Raven, uh, that's a that I thought about that one. They have a lot of new and flashy star power um, with their team, and then this last year, like this current season, you know, Ravens two years ago really close, Brooklyn Nets really close, and this year. Super high expectations and injuries are just ruining their whole season. Yeah. The Ravens didn't make the playoffs. The Nets might not make the playoffs. The more I thought about it, I almost wanted to go with the whole star power COVID story. Right. Yeah. And then all this other <laughs> stuff with, you know, records and injuries and underperformance way lined up. I see the Nets as the Baltimore Ravens right now. Okay. That's a good, that's a good one. I thought about that one, but all right. All right. Okay. My next one, I got the Suns, Dustin. Who do you think I compared the Suns to? <laughs> you might pick, pick the Packers for them too. I don't know. They were one of my hard ones for you. I really couldn't pinpoint a Suns team for you, man. Yeah. This one took me a little bit to figure out. There's a, I have some teams that are pretty hard to c- compare to, but I went with the Chiefs um, for the Suns, uh, teams that were coming off of title losses last year. And, you know, while it did take the Chiefs a little bit to kick it into gear, once they did, they kind of became their dominant self once again uh, down the stretch of the regular season. And the Suns have kind of just bounced back from that, been dominant, like just the team that you kind of expect to be at the top, kind of have similar styles to to each other i think and so while it's really hard to find a comp for this one i think i think it's a good one you know just because of kind of what happened to the suns last year right there on the cusp of a title lose it and then bounce back and you know just kind of having another really solid year and and so when you're struggling to find somebody i just kind of went for you know similar storylines on this season yeah after i'm glad you picked the Chiefs because after I finished mine and I mean this gave it away for me but mine and yours I was like oh don't have the you know young hot Chiefs that everybody loves the last like three years but you picked them so that's good so yeah a major factor in that was that both of them are coming off like you know championship losses and so yeah I was trying to find some sort of commonalities so that was mine all right so my next team is the Dallas Mavericks who do you think I compare the Dallas Mavericks to? I actually stayed in Dallas for this one, and I went with the Cowboys. Oh, any reasoning there? Um, 
better defenses than expected this year. You know, you've got your, you know, stars in Dak and Luca. Huh. Um, kind of, you know, good seasons by both right now. Uh, and, and it's just kind of hard to – Masler probably the one I had the hardest time with on, on your team trying to figure out a comparison for two just because – you know, slow start, but, you know, they're kind of having another season that you expect from them. I like your where your head's at, but you're not quite there with me. I went the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. For my easier ones. I compared Luka to Kyler Murray, two yeah. young, different type of player, type stars at their positions and leading their team. Both teams with young, new coaches, you know, Jason Kidd with the Mavs. So they're trying to change some things their teams um on that route and you know both teams are in their second year or second and third year with these coaches like cardinals had a lot of massive success last year made a lot of moves to get there mavericks are starting to get that same route i see the mavericks following what the cardinals are doing um and following their young point guard quarterback okay i like that that's a good one yeah the mavs were tough for me to try to figure out it is Okay, Dustin, my next team up, the Warriors. Who do you got? Who do you think that I, I picked for the Warriors? I see the Warriors as the San Francisco 49ers. Bingo. Nails it. Let's go. Nails it. So, what I, I was thinking was we yeah. have a team that has been good for a few years, literally made it to the Super Bowl two or three years ago. Went through a lot of injuries. Have most of that same championship team. They just had to get healthy. Tell me why I'm right. Yeah, all, all of that you said is Let's exactly go. what into my thought process here. The 49ers were like, you know, right there. Plays away from winning a Super Bowl. You know, faced some injuries last year and even this year. But then once they were all healthy, you, you know, they're right there competing for another Super Bowl. And that's kind of what the Warriors are, right? They were there winning titles, injuries, players leaving, um, waiting for Clay to get better. And then once they're healthy, you know, they're back again competing for a championship. And so, uh, yeah, they just exactly the thought press, process you had on that one. I thought that was kind of a layup uh, on picks there uh, once I really got into thinking about it. So Dustin gets the first guess right of Let's the night. Go. We'll see if I can – Try to. I think I got a good guess here for you on your next All team. Right. You got four left. My next one is the Philadelphia 76ers. Where do you think I go here? This I thought was your biggest, easiest one. If I'm wrong, it's going to piss me off, but I went with the Rams. Um, and they're all-in approach here, trading for James Harden. You got Joel Embiid having an MVP type of season. So kind of you know, betting the farm and getting hardened in and trying to capitalize on it feels like a very similar approach to what the Rams kind of done. I could have went Rams. I didn't think <sighs> about that because while I was writing this and watching, listening to radio, they made the point, this is what the Broncos just did. <laughs> they had a lot of pieces. And but this is from one. the last season. This is from the previous season. <laughs> Sorry, so. it's so recency biased. But, all right, I could go Rams and, and give it to you there. You had a lot of pieces needed to add to that. That's what the 76ers needed. Like, 
they needed Vaughn Miller to take some space away from uh, Aaron Donald. Yeah. Bell Beckham. You made moves previous year. Like salary cap doesn't matter to them. No, Rams are right there from last season. Yes. So I'll give you I'll give you that one. You you talked me into that one. Yeah, if I would have known like the Broncos were Sorry. gonna trade for and all that. Well you're gonna hate one of my future picks then. Oh shit. Uh oh. <laughs> well, I already know I got one wrong, but <laughs> um all right, my next team, Miami Heat. This was also a tough one for me to figure out. So, who do you think I got for the Miami Heat? The Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. No, I do not uh, have the Bengals. I see a lot of swag from both these teams. And I see like a guy like Jimmy Butler comparing to uh, Joey Burrow. And they, I mean, no, they don't have the culture things going on. But like right now, these two teams seem like. Yeah. Similar-ish uh, attitude. The original team that got me on this thought process was the team that I would have compared to the Bengals, but they are not on our list, and that's the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, that would have been my comp, my NFL team comp. The Grizzlies with John Morant, Joe Burrow, young teams kind of taking leaps this season Thanks. that nobody really saw it happening. But my comparison for the Heat is the Titans um this season um teams kind of with established cultures uh heat titans um both just really good teams you know the titans end up being the first seed don't win anything in the playoffs it's kind of what i see in the future for the heat i think i think the heat are going to be up there at the top there they have that culture they have really good you know a bunch of really good players but they don't really have that superstar that's there to take them over and they've dealt with their fair share of injuries to just about everybody on the team. So they're just kind of having to replace Jimmy Butler or Kyle Lowry or whatever with, you know, like the Titans had to replace Derrick Henry. So that was kind of a team I thought's very similar. Going to probably be there at the top of the conference. But I still see a couple other teams like as more of a threat than I do the Heat right now. And so that's kind of where I where I'm at with them and the Titans. Like the Titans, we didn't really think they were going to make it to the Super Bowl either, okay. uh, despite them being the top seed. So that's kind of where I went on that one. But Okay, that makes sense. This is the one you should get. It's by far the easiest softball ever, the Atlanta Hawks. Man, I feel like I'm going to get this one wrong now. I said the Dolphins. No. <laughs> it's the Cleveland Browns, Brooks. No, um, I, yeah, I guess it could be the Cleveland Browns. I also had the Browns as a possibility for the Lakers, um, oh, and I think man. that's why I probably didn't. I had them as the Dolphins because teams that were kind of expecting to be really good this year and then came in and really slow starts by each of them, but the Hawks have been doing much better as the Dolphins have been doing much better, or as the Dolphins were doing much better late on. But will it be enough to actually, like, get them to the playoffs? I'm, you know, we're not sure yet. Yeah, and I so went Cleveland kinda, Browns. And Browns is a good one. with y- your whole team and talent thing, both teams have young, very talented rosters. And after one good season, they're like, oh, we're the best. And it's yeah. like, dude, historically, both y'all have sucked. Calm down. And then now they're not great. And then you have the whole Trey Young and Baker comparison, both from Oklahoma, 
both hated and both embraced it. And it just, that was my easiest pick by far. Yeah. I think what got me on that is I was doing this whole thing together. And so I was trying not to do teams and I had Browns on Lakers and I went back and changed it. So I had already had oh. Dolphins. And so um, I picked Dolphins because I already had Browns scratched off my list. <laughs> so yeah, that, I feel, I feel bad. I couldn't get that one. That's a good comparison. I didn't even uh, think about that one. I thought, yeah, that was easy for sure. All right. On to my Celtics here. Another one to one with two left. Another one that I had a difficulty with. Who do you think I picked for the Celtics? This was my hardest one to try to pick for you. And I I stayed hometown Boston and (laughs) New England Patriots. Yeah. Because the Celtics are kind of, They've been the same team for the last, like, five years. They have some talent. I know late, it's like, uh, they'll make playoffs. I don't know. Yep, I so, have a lot to go on with them. I, I'm not sure. Did I get that one? Yep, so you got Ooh. your second one. I stayed home with that one as well because I was. this was the one that I had a lot of trouble with as well because the Celtics have had a really weird season. Yep. You know, they started off rough, but they've been coming on as of late and been really good. And, you know, when you think about the Patriots season, they a lot of new pieces, right? Starting off a new arrow with uh, Mac Jones at quarterback, the Celtics starting with um, Brad Stevens in the front office and yep. not on the sidelines. And so um, some new moving parts on both sides there. Both got off to a little slow starts, but then really came on kind of mid uh, end of the season. And so that's kind of where I went with on that comparison there. I just, it's really hard to find a comparison for the Celtics. And, you know, uh, yeah. when, when I thought of that one, I was like, oh, that's pretty damn good. Comp. Yep. Yeah. All right. Two left for you, Brooks. I'm up by one now. And so I got the Blazers and Hornets coming up. The Portland Trailblazers have been my disappointing team all year. Dame Willard. Who do you think I compared them to? Yeah, so my guess is already you've already said it. So I'm gonna try to think of a disappointing team. I had Ravens because injuries just kind of derailed their seasons. Um, Like Dame getting hurt, CJ McCollum being hurt, uh, just kind of derailed what they, you know, not like they were gonna be. I I went a little in depth in this one. I think this one's my best. Let me get one guess off. One other guess. Washington football team? No. You're close in the disappointing category. I went Detroit Lions. Lions. So, I mean, it is the same season, but for both these teams, we have one really good piece. We have Damian Lillard. We had Matthew Stafford in Detroit. And you never built enough around them. You had one or two pieces here and there, you know, with Calvin Johnson. Like, you just never do anything with it. And the Blazers need to take a book from the Lions, and you got to trade them and move on, man. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair comp. Um, yeah, just one star that they were never able to get enough pieces around, and you'd feel like if they got rid of Dame, Dame would kind of ascend to heights. <laughs> yep. We haven't seen yet. Exactly. All right, we got one left, Brooks. Who's your last team? My last team is the Chicago Bulls. So. I went with little play on the word, and I went with the Bills for the Bulls. Bills. Ah, 
No, I did not go with the Bills. Uh, I I went with a team that you have used. I went with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, ooh, let me hear it. I went with a team that got off to a really hot start of the season. The Bulls, like, you know, the Cardinals weren't expected to be undefeated and 8-0 or whatever they were. The Bulls, nobody really saw them jumping to the top of the East to start. And kind of as the season goes on, they're kind of falling off and kind of fading back and – you know, while it's been an incredible year, they're 0-14 against all of the playoff teams in the East – or, like, all the top teams in the NBA. So it feels like a team that, while it's a good story and fun and uh, they had a really hot start to the season, like, it's kind of fading off like the Cardinals season did and, you know, might end up with a quick and early playoff uh, exit. So that's why I went with the Cardinals on that one. Makes sense. All right, my last one. I have the Charlotte Hornets. You need this one to tie me up, man. Who do you think I'm going with? Man, this one was a hard one, too. Um, so, I went with the Chargers. Nailed it. Really? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yep. Young team. Yep. Never taken seriously as a franchise. And you have a all-pro type player, pro bowl, all-star in ball. To yep. build your team around, maybe you have a chance. Do something for once. Fun to watch. Like, Fun to watch. You never yeah. know what's going to happen in their games. He's stupid or good. <laughs> yeah, they're probably going to have some absurd ending. They're going to hornets it. They're going to chargers it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Boom. My my toughest ones were uh, the Mavs and the uh, Sixers. Nets. My like top teams were harder than my bottom teams. Yeah, I, I had a lot of teams that just pretty quiet, and so it's it, it was hard to find a comparison to them. I thought uh, Lakers, I could. There's a lot of ways I could have gone with Lakers, but the Erwin Meyer Russell Westbrook thing kind of stuck out to me great. when I thought of that one. That was great. Um, the other one, yeah, the Warriors 49ers one was probably like the easiest one. Other than that, but got most of the teams that are worth talking about. Yeah, Grizzlies was going to be my just extra one to throw in there but yeah Bengals that feels like if you look up and see the Grizzlies in the finals it's not going to be shocking and so that's kind of why I compared those two but ultimately just kind of thought it'd be a fun little exercise to do compare and so that was fun fun. We, we both got a couple of each other so not bad at all let's get into some quick news real quick before we get out of the NBA shotgun Last week, Kevin Durant made his return back from injury. He had been out like four or five weeks. And so good to see him back. And now Dustin's Nets have uh, everybody in awaiting on the return of Ben Simmons, who will not play in his return to Philly, but he will be on the bench. Dustin, how does it feel to have Kevin Durant back? Really good because it was starting to look really bad for the Nets as they slipped you know, to from seven to eight and played mm-hmm. with the nine seat. Like, y'all need to cut that out. So getting him back, one of the best players, is great. Even though you lose to the Celtics the other night, like, come on, man. Like, get back, get stay healthy and start to figure things out. Get Ben Simmons out there. Yeah, they're just kind of one of those teams that it doesn't really matter to me where they are in the seating. Like, they are obviously going to have a great opportunity to beat anybody who they play, so – for them, it's just kind of like getting healthy, getting back into the rhythm. Uh, Kevin Durant's playing with a whole bunch of new teammates <laughs> from the last Dude, time he was yes. playing. So That's there's the a lot. Thing is like, 
they need these dudes out on the court to start playing together. You can't oh, yeah. be doing – you can't use playoff games as practice games to figure it out. Yep, they have a whole lot of new teammates since that trade. So uh, that was some news for, that happened pretty much right after the day after we recorded. So didn't get to that. Wanted to make sure we mentioned that this week. Over the weekend, LeBron James showed up in prime time on Saturday night and hung 56 points up on the Golden State Warriors to get the win. It was the most points scored by somebody over the age of 37. And just kind of one of those vintage LeBron performances where he puts the shitty team that he's with on his back, carries him to a victory. Uh, did you have anything on that performance uh, uh, for over the weekend from LeBron? Yeah, I actually watched some of that game when I got back to my hotel room. And just LeBron, I think, in like desperation mode for yeah. his team and season. And I don't know if it's going to, he thinks it's going to like tarnish his legacy, but. That's how I feel like it is. It's he's like, f it. I gotta score every point at this, at this time in the season. Like I can't rely on anybody. Yeah, and there's nobody worth relying on while Anthony Davis is hurt, and so he's got to do it all himself. And you know he's right now. They might not have much to play for this season, but he's still playing for legacy things. He's not far behind the all-time scoring record, so every game means a lot to him. He wants that bad, and so. Um, there were some talks about the Lakers maybe shutting him down. And I was listening to Bill Simmons. He's like, there's no way LeBron's going to shut it down. He cares about all these things a lot. And so there's nothing that's going to stop him from going out and trying to put up 40 points on you every night until he gets that record. So maybe some more 50-point performances down the road from him. Who knows? They're still in the play in contention and will probably remain there for the rest of the season. But uh, still fun to see him put up those kind of performances. And last little tidbit here, an, another player who we haven't seen for a while. Uh, we'll probably never see him get back to his um, former all-star self, but that was Victor Oladipo made his return over the weekend for the Miami Heat. And a team that is really deep and at the top of the Eastern Conference gets to add another weapon uh, if he can be any semblance of his old self. Dustin, did you have anything on the Heat and them – you know, getting to add yet another kind of heat culture dude in Victor Oladipo. Yeah, it adds like a little X factor for those guys, you know, at the top of the Eastern Conference to add a potential in former all-star. I mean, that could be dangerous for teams to add. I mean, yeah, you're adding that guy, kind of guy this late in the season. That's a huge plus. Exactly. So, you know, who knows how – how healthy he'll be if he'll remain to be that. But if he's able to go out there and, and provide pretty good minutes for you, that's just another piece to that depth that makes the heat maybe even a little more dangerous than we're already seeing them. So that's all we have in the NBA for you this week. We'll, we'll check in on it next week as uh, every time we inch closer and closer towards the playoffs. So let's move on and discuss this week's shot bets. We're going streaky! Yeah. All right, last week's shot bets. Uh, another brutal one for me and Dustin. Uh, our first shot bet was Texas Tech minus three, three point favorites versus Oklahoma State in Stillwater. 
We discussed this game at length on our Club Red episode, so if you want to, go check that out. But Oklahoma State not only covered, but won the game by one point, giving us both the shot bet defeat there. And then our second shot bet was uh, something that we have to discuss here for a little bit, and that was North Carolina dispatching Duke and Coach K, (laughs) spoiling Coach K's last night at Cameron Indoor and defeating them. Uh, quite handedly Uh, me and Dustin and probably both of us just thought there was no way Duke was going to lose this game picked Duke to cover the 12 point spread they did not Dustin I know you got up fired off a tweet about it right after what were your thoughts about the kind of bizarreness of that event all those players being back losing and then doing the whole presentation after (laughs) hey Duke team how are you going to lose on coach K night how? Dude. Like, oh. You have like, what, 200 former Duke players in the building, like tons of NBA guys. Like, I get that you're a little, star, little Jerry starstruck, like that all these people are here and all these former players. But like, <laughs> you also got to realize, like slap somebody around and be like, hey, we can't lose this. I heard a lot of people like. You know, a lot of podcasts of people who don't like Duke. You're either a Duke fan or you hate Duke. And I fall on the hate Duke side. And they were just talking about how this win has to feel so sweet for North Carolina. Like, it probably feels better than some of the national championships that they won. Getting to close out that era with that kind of win, oh, just unbelievable. And then he had to do the speech after. (laughs) He had to do the speech after, and he also couldn't not do a – coach k jab and be like right shut up everyone it's unacceptable that we lost no shut up shut up like ruin the whole mood that was already ruined like it just made it a very awkward situation like but there's no good time to do that like you can't do it before you gotta risk doing it after like yeah the whole the whole show of it was hilarious the fact that the Texas Kansas game went into overtime before. Of course it, it did. Uh, just all of it, just pretty funny. Um, sports man <laughs> can be a comedy from time to time, but so we go zero and two this week in our shot bets. So I paid one off right at the start of this, so I am down to five shots. Dustin owes ten. Uh, our shot bets for this week, we will uh, have Texas Tech's first game in the Big Twelve tournament on Thursday. Texas Tech versus Iowa State. So if you listen to this and uh, want to participate in the shot bet, be sure to follow us on Twitter where we will post that. And then shot bet number two will be the Big 12 championship game, which will take place on Saturday. So pay attention to that as well. We will get that tweeted out at the time once we know the spreads of both of those games. I'll take that some will... next week during spring break. There you go. Spring break, a great time as any for Dustin to pay off shots as he is off all week. So uh, we'll try to get him caught up on that. And don't ever forget, but Arlie still owes us 25. And Boom. so um, let him know if you still follow him and, and reach out to him and let him know we are waiting. But that'll do it for the shot bet portion. Dustin, do you have a final shot for us this week? Oh, yes, I do. It's everybody's favorite time of year for college basketball, and that is March. Before we get to the big tournament, though, we got to play all these conference tournaments. A lot of these conference tournaments, the winner gets an automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. But what gets me about these tournaments is how stupid some of the brackets for these conferences are. 
it's outrageous. I feel yeah. like they were drunk when they made these. Like some teams, like even like the Big 12, I'll start there. You have a 10-team conference. Hey, instead of having a 10-team bracket, F it. The last two teams just don't get in. You play a regular 18 bracket. Pretty yeah. simple answer to me. But no, they play one play-in game or two play-in games and go from there. They feel like everybody needs to be included. Then you get stuff like the West Coast Conference. Gonzaga and St. Mary's are automatically in the semifinals as the one yeah. and two seeds. Everybody else has to play a little you know, ladder match as they go along. The fucking ACC and Big East have like first four teams get double buys or triple buys. And then there's another team that gets a double buy, another team that gets a buy, and the last teams have to play like the <laughs> amount of stupid brackets that these conferences come up with is incredible. Like, just tell some teams, hey, if you're not in the top 16, you don't get in, or you're not in the top 12, you don't get in. There's no need for double and triple buys or this ladder match type system to make it happen. It's it's so ridiculous. Like make it more simple, guys. Side I, side note to that, I don't think these major conferences should be given two automatic bids for the winner of their conference and their conference tournament. Like you should have to pick one. Like yeah. these small conferences, it's only conference tournament. Like these big conferences, like if we wanted to, like just give it to Kansas. That's fine for winning the Big 12, or give it to whoever wins the tournament. All right, my final shot for this week is going to stay with college basketball because it is conference tournament season. It's the best couple weeks of college basketball uh, of almost of all sports where you have conference tournaments, just so much basketball going on over the next couple weeks. Uh, I love the conference tournaments, especially once the bigger conference tournaments start kicking off and then – you get the bracket on Sunday. So next time we speak to you guys, it will be, we will have a full bracket. We will be able to go through each and every region. We'll be able to fill out those brackets for, uh, you know, trying to win whatever bracket pool that you're in, trying to win some money and whatnot. So it's just the best time of the year. Hopefully Texas tech can go in and do good in the big 12 tournament. Hopefully whatever team you root for does well in their prospective conference tournaments. Uh, we will be doing another bracket challenge. We'll figure out the details on that. So just pay attention. Once that bracket comes live, we'll try to get some posts out there next week. Um, once that bracket is live for you to join, we'll discuss me and Dustin will the cost of doing it. It'll probably be another $20 bracket like last year divvied out to the first, second, and third place people. But looking forward to all that comes with March Madness and tournaments and brackets and all of that good stuff. But that'll do it for us this week at the tailgate. Be sure you are following the tailgate on social media, following the tailgate on Apple and Spotify. Rate the tailgate. Give us that five-star review. And as always, folks, we will catch y'all at the next tailgate. Peace.